Hello, welcome to uh, Skill Check, the uh, gaming and wellbeing podcast from YMCA Exeter. My name is Andy, and uh, here with me uh, online, I've got Zach, our co-host. Hello. Hi, Andy. It's good to be back this week. Fantastic. How are things? You all right? Yeah, going well. I So after my many weeks of procrastinating over what game I should play, I finally settled on a game. Uh, I'm currently trying a game for like the fourth time to do a complete playthrough of Divinity Original Sin, which is uh, one of, um, so if you've heard of that Baldur's Gate is getting, Baldur's Gate 3 is coming out and Larian Studios are the studios behind that. They started off on Divinity Original Sin and Divinity Original Sin 2. Really good top-down isometric party management RPG games as in the kind of bold, in the kind of Dungeons and Dragons kind of feel to it. Um, always really enjoyed games like that, but never managed to finish the first one. Finished the second one, really loved it. The first one's a bit more dated, so it's a bit, you gotta really wanna kind of pursue the story, but I'm, this time I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna complete a playthrough of it. Um, managed to, you know, my mind was all over with like, what should I do, what game should I play? When there's not like a new game or a new hot thing or, it's tough. Sometimes you're like, you look at your back catalogue and you're like, look at all these games I bought and never played. And I'm just, I decided <laughs> this is the one. How big's my Steam library? Yeah, that How kind of question. Games as hours worth of play. Yeah. I don't want to play anything right now. I've, I've got, I'll admit, I was like, I know of Baldur's Gate. And for those who are new to podcast, um, Zach is... Yeah, so our gaming history is a little bit different in that I'm more of a retro nostalgic viewpoint. And over the last 12 months, I think lockdown's had an impact on this. I've got back into gaming quite a major way. Zach has been into gaming for a while, um, that, let's say. Yeah. And so there is an element of this where sometimes I have to be educated. So when you talked about Baldur's Gate for a second, I was like, oh, I know that name. Yeah. I Googled yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm like, Gate. oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they were big, they were big back, back in the day. Mm. Yeah, no, and I, I actually restart. They've actually got an enhanced edition out of Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 that you can get on most platforms now. So if you were wondering, if you had that hankering for some retro RPG goodness, you can probably get it on a platform that you have. Um, so there you go. Wow. But, um, so it's it's like Baldur's Gate. So so Divinity Original Sin doesn't isn't the same in that universe, but it's very similar to that kind of style of game. And Larian, after the success of their Divinity Original Sin games, got asked by Dungeons and Dragons, Wizards of the Coast guys, to um, to relaunch and reinvigorate Baldur's Gate and to do Baldur's Gate three, and which I'm is in early access at the moment on Steam. If you want to check that out. Um, looking fantastic and I really want to play it. So I'm trying to like just get my just get through all these back catalog of like those types of games to kind of reinvigorate my passion and, and like just yeah, I just can't wait. Although I'll have to wait for the console if a version if they do one. So don't have a gaming PC yet. Uh and I'm probably aren't like I have this um and iron over the last few weeks. Shall I get a gaming PC? Shall I not? Like what's the investment level? How much could I practically spend on it? without 
being told off by Bethan. Um, <laughs> and then and then realized, yeah, I could probably spend, you know, a, I could get a, a good mid-range PC is what we what we worked mm-hmm. out. Um, but then I'm like, the, just the ease of gaming on console versus like installing, uninstalling, fixing it if it doesn't work, updating the settings of the drivers installed. You, know, all, you don't have to do any of that on console. You just download the game and play it. They do that all for you. And um, um, yeah, well, I guess it depends on if you ever want to get rid of your Xbox. Yeah, that's true. But but Baldur's Gate came to console, or Divinity Original Sin came to console. So I and Larian usually brings their games to console a year after the PC release. I can wait a year if it's that good. <laughs> I can wait a year. I really can. Gamers are like the most patient group of people ever. Like, oh yeah, I'll wait ten years for a game to come out. Oh, seriously, are we? Are you really? I think I am. I think I am patient, and I don't mind waiting for a game if it's good when it arrives. I'm gonna say Cyberpunk. <laughs> that was disappointing. But on a whole, and yes, like, I did. I'm more happy to just to see the look on his face. No, I mean. I can't wait for that game to get patched and to like for them to update it. And like I, I was thinking about the other day when I was just sat looking at like what games I wanted to play, and before I decided to play Divinity Original Sin again, Cyberpunk, I couldn't get it out of my head. The world is just a joy to explore. It's just that interesting to like mm. what's around every corner and like just to experiment with like different kind of synergies of like skills and stuff and like different builds. It's really, really interesting. Um it just sucks that it launched like it did, with a lot of half-finished ideas and, and not. Maybe one on day they'll fix it. I think they'll fix it. I mean, ultimately, they'd have no choice if they ever want to launch a game again and have people buy it. They need to fix the one that's out. There's no way they could just be like, "Oh, we're just going to move on from Cyberpunk, call it a half-done idea, and then move on." No one will buy their next game if that's what they do. <laughs> so, now, lovely listener. Again, if you're new to this podcast, every now and then, us two can take a tangent yeah, and run true. down it until, you know, we, we've just lost all... Semblance of what we were here to talk about today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And this is my attempt to, A, realise exactly what it is that we're doing and, you know, stop myself and Zach from doing it. And, you know, maybe push us back onto path. Wait, back onto path? Is that is that a thing? Is that a catchphrase? What have I just made that up? I'm yeah, back on track. Uh, yeah, yeah. On the right path. I knew, I know the phrases you were going for. I've we're just combined two there, haven't made I? Made one better phrase. Thank you. So today we are going to look. Well, we're going to. Yeah, steal? Not steal. We, we 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 yeah. So we've come across a website. Uh, slash Twitter feed, um, which is called Nonviolent Game of the Day. And what we would like to do is spend a little bit of time basically just running through what we find on this website. And yeah, just to, wow, if I jump onto the About page, there's, I came across some lovely uh, explanation about why this website exists and I guess it very much um, speaks into one of the reasons why we do this and why we're here 
as a podcast and um yeah so it says in its about page for too long gaming has been known to the mass media for its call of duties grand theft autos and manhunts but it offers so much more and yeah and it goes on to talk about how video games is known for the minor shooters gory deaths um misbehaving in the grand theft auto series but there are lots of other things you can do within the video game medium and what these guys do is that they basically created a massive list of games that step away from violence i guess in all its forms and yeah it's not just the shooting part of violence they make a point of avoiding uh, cartoonish violence as well so whereas i would be tempted to say something like super mario is perfectly okay uh, on this list actually they make a good point of you know you've got mario jumping on little mushrooms and angry birds exploding as they throw into pigs and the angry birds games and things like that so there's no cartoon violence here either interesting uh so if you are wanting uh i guess a completely non-violent view of computer games please stay tuned you know um we've not really discussed how we're going to flip through this list i'm kind of imagining one of us talks about one game we find whilst the other one kind of scrolls through yeah i'll, I'll scroll until i find something i've played um or look or looks amazing and you can just talk about a game that you might have played that might appear on the list mm -hmm. and i think another thing to mention about this is that this isn't us bashing violent video games I have not it is us directing people to places where they will find non-violent video games if they wish to kind of, if, if you've got a child or a young person who's interested in starting out in gaming, but you're unsure about where to start, and this is one of the reservations that you have, um, rather than just an outright ban or not really knowing what to do about it, this is a great place to start, to visit this the Twitter page or the site. They've got like a Tumblr page as well, so if you type in non-violent video game of the day, it will take you'll find their Twitter page or their Tumblr page. And... Um, there are lots and lots of games on there and start the dialogue like say oh let's i've heard of this site where there's like lots of video games that you could like we i'd be happy for you to play is there any that you like the look of you know and use it as a tool to start uh, informing yourself and to initiate the conversation um yeah and this I is hopefully given to find something it could be also there for variation as well in that I, I guess Zach, between us two, we wouldn't say there's anything wrong particularly with games like Call of Duty. But I think if Call of Duty was the only thing we ever played day in and day out, that would speak to being quite siloed in our way of thinking of what a video game could be and whilst there's other experiences and other um, games that are out there. Sure. Uh, so this this could be an opportunity to look at what other kind of spaces there are available within playing playing video games. Absolutely, and for those of you who are listening to this in podcast format and are like, "Oh no, I wasn't there. I didn't get to see the link to this." Uh, we'll put the link to the their Twitter page 
in the description for the podcast so you'll be able to find find it easily um because yeah this is about equipping you and kind of helping you to find what you want cool I mean, shall i start talking about pizza i mean that's always a great place to start well you say that you know pizza is one of the things i miss from you know going gluten-free and all that because yes you can get gluten. i'm tangenting again aren't i Games, so, the games, Andy. The games. Okay, and, we, and we've got to and we've got to do this quick, right? So, good pizza, great pizza. It's a pizza cooking simulator game. Um, I picture it as something like um, overcooked without the kind of top-down view, and in which you it's it appears to be all about uh, running your own pizza shop, and you you take orders from customers as they come in. You've got to keep making money. And then as time goes by, you have to upgrade your shop. You get new toppings, new equipment to make nicer, better pizzas. And it says here that uh, hopefully even one day outclassing your pizza making rival, Alessante. Every good game has a rival. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's got to have some sort of plot in, involved, right? Yeah. Or, or it doesn't. I don't know. Cool. So that is Good Pizza, Great Pizza. Uh, available on PC, iPhone, Android, Nintendo Switch. 2018? Okay. Ah. It looks like it's made by 2018 Tap Blaze. There you go. <laughs> Zach, you go. Okay, I'm going to go with a game that everyone will have heard lots about and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and I don't really understand it, but that is Fall Guys. So Fall Guys is um, a battle royale game with no violence. You're basically a little jelly bean character and it puts you in a lobby with 99 other jelly beans. I think it's 60. I think it lobbies are 60. 59 other jelly bean characters and it throws you at random mini games and assault courses until only one jelly bean is left essentially um so four guys uh it's got the best music the soundtrack is just so and it's like one of those ones where you, where you listen to it and you just can't get out of your head it's just you get out you know it, the theme song gets in your head and it's, and it's just colorful and bright and vibrant and um good fun from what I've heard. I've not played it, but uh, it's been everywhere uh, and is going everywhere. So it's on uh, PC and PlayStation. It is coming to Switch and Xbox. So soon it will be everywhere. Um, and it's just a really good game to have. Just It's just good fun. Like the kind of, it's not overly kind of, you know, overbearing in that like you feel like you have to win or that if you, when you lose, you feel bummed out. It is literally just good fun. Um, something you can play together as a family, take it in turns to have goes. Um, it's very quick, very, very kind of vibrant, very kind of in your face over and just, uh, yeah, four guys. Go, it's just a platforming battle royale game with mini games. Oh, and it's amazing. And people should check it out. I, I had seen it. I have heard of it, but I think it's the battle royale bit of it, which made me think, you know what? That's not going to be suitable. Well, yeah, I would get that because it looks very kid friendly, but the battle royale bit, maybe not so. 
I didn't yeah, really I mean, obviously you have to rationalise it with, do you want to instill that competitive kind of nature of it? Um, I think they deals quite well with that. I don't, I don't, you know, like some games, you know, they can induce kind of this, the rage as they, you know, the gaming rage where you lose and like you end up throwing your controller across the room or whatever. Four Guys isn't so much about that. Um, whilst it is competitive, um, it's very, like, it's just... And whilst you are obviously competing against other players, it doesn't feel like that when you're in there, if that makes sense. It's, I think it's hard to explain without playing it. So mm -hmm. I, go play it. People out there, go play Four Guys. Tell me what you think. We'd love to know what you guys think of Four Guys. Um, but, yeah, just a really good family... family those words. I'm going to rescue Zach at, his, at this point. <laughs> I'm going to butt in with my next suggestion from this monster list. Monster list? Oh dear, we're both now struggling with talking. Great. And um, so this is Mini Motorways, which Ooh. is a sequel to a game I've heard about and I've heard a lot about uh, Mini Metro. And what mm. it appears to be is basically a management game where you've got little cars that need to kind of trans to travel from like a few houses and a workplace and you build a road between the two. And then as time passes, uh, more buildings kind of appear. I guess they pop up from nowhere and then they've got to be connected to your road road network. And I, I guess it's the sort of game where it just kind of goes on from there until you've got millions of buildings appearing and you've got to connect it all up and not have too many crashes or something like that. Yeah, you just got to keep it working um, to aid your cars to get to where they need to be. And I imagine at Mini Metro, is incredibly similar in that you've got to keep a, a train network run, running. Nice. Well, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. If it worked the first time, it'll work the second time. Oh, totally. And, and it totally reminds me of games I've played like lots. Yeah. yeah, it's just so many games that look exactly like this. It Simple, top down, mm. massively addictive, great fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's back to me, and I have and this list is huge, by the way, guys. If if you're out there and you like, will I be able to find something that I enjoy or will, that my child or young person will enjoy? You definitely will, because it's varied and it is massive, and we're only scratching the surface. So the next game I wanted to give a, a, a shout out to is called Hidden Through Time, um, by uh, Rogue Side Games. Basically, it's Where's Wally, but not Where's Wally. Um, so you get a map, you get loads of characters on it, and the aim is just to find those things in the big image of where there's lots and lots of stuff going on on the screen. Um, you just get to kind of, you get a little list of things to find in the picture, and you just uh, drag and drop, or click and drop, depending on how you're playing or where you're playing. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't get better, some of the fondest memories I have of childhood is Where's Wally? Like just the idea of just sitting down and like just looking at the picture, everything's going on. And then, oh, you found Wally and you get that buzz of like, I found, I found Wally. Like 
So a game like that, that's on the tablet, that's kind of a little bit interactive as well, it hits a lot of the right notes for me. Um, so there you go. Hidden through time. So my next one, it's it's actually one, one that I have played. I, I kind of downloaded it the other night in preparation for this. Mostly because it intrigued me and well, it's it's free as well, which helps matters. Uh, it's called Towards the Enduring Light. And uh, you know what? Zach, I'm just going to read this, I think. Um, and then I'm going to talk a, a little bit more around it. Uh, Towards the Enduring Light is a minimalist short game inspired by the coronavirus pandemic. Players take on the role of a lone man delivering a box of face masks to people in a Wuhan, the Chinese city where the virus first spread. The developers class it as a walking simulator in that you simply walk the empty streets of Wuhan as the game tries to depict the impact this pandemic has had on the city. Mm. And then there's a little bit more detail about how and why the game was developed. Um, Yeah, so there's not a lot to add um, about what the game is. There's definitely not a lot to the game, uh, but if you're looking for an example of, a, of gaming being an art form, I would definitely recommend just spending a few minutes with it because it is just a few minute game, I guess. Um, gorgeous music, gorgeous artistry. Uh, yeah, with you know a little bit of hope at the end of it as well and so yeah it's nice and it, yeah it is a walking simulator cool i'm not averse to a walking simulator if it's got a good story um, yeah yeah and this list wouldn't be complete for me if it didn't have an rpg so i found this game it looks looks really really cool it's pixel art graphics which you know yeah. i actually find myself quite enjoying i like the modern take on pixel art it's quite cool and quite innovative and i like Some good pixel art is 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 just a fun it just blows my mind um this is a bit more cartoony so it's why well, it's not on the level of some you know some of the most um, gorgeous kind of pixel art games out there but this this little game is called little wood um it's described as a casual, casual and relaxing RPG um, where the Dark Wizard has been defeated, so the violence has already taken place. Okay. Uh, and so now your hero's only task is to rebuild the village and forge new friendships. There you go. So that's called Little Wood, and it looks, it looks really cool. It's got like the kind of pixely kind of Pokemon-esque top-down 19 kind of early 2000s kind of pokemon top down look to it um kind of the pixel art approach but it looks like essentially it's a it's it's an rpg with a kind of building heavily heavily kind of building component to it um looks great like i'd love it if some of you guys out there checked these out and got in touch with us and told us like what what they like what we're because you know we've not played them we're just recommending them based on kind of what we've seen and what looks really interesting and this looks this looks like very really and screw yeah um 
I'd say what I'm 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 gonna share a re- regret for my next one. In that I saw a, a shady part of me advertised over Christmas, and I, I think because it was a new game at the time, it was cheaper. They made a point of having it on sale to generate interest. And I kind of looked at it, and it looked very nice graphics. It definitely got my attention. It looked like there was potentially quite an emotional and dreamlike story behind the game, which, again, got my attention. Uh, you uh, play as a little girl with her shadow. I've got a daughter. And uh, the game, well, there, there very much does, there's a suggestion of emotional struggles within the game that you are, that, and the game is there for you to overcome those emotional struggles as a player. And yeah. With a combination of 2D, 3D gameplay, graphics, puzzles, it's like, do I get this? Do I not get this? I'm looking at this again and I'm like, oh, I should have got it. It's obviously gone up in price. Yeah. Like, uh, maybe. And yeah. So that's Shady Part of Me, uh, available on Steam, Epic Game Store, Xbox One, PS4, and a Nintendo Switch. So plenty of uh, options there. Mm. There you go. Oh, and also we, one more thing I've seen oh. is that oh. if there's something particularly tricky and you've fouled it up for whatever reason, it looks like there's a rewind option to help you get through That's it, always nice. which always, nice. always helps. I'm done now talking about it. Okay, <laughs> good. Well, there you go. We've covered and we've covered quite a few, and I don't want to. I guess I feel like we've probably covered quite a lot for people to think about and give opinions on. Mm. Uh, we could go on down the list forever. However, we don't. Uh, we don't overstay our welcome, Andy, do we? That's not stop. And yeah, yeah, no, we we don't want to overstay our welcome, Zach. Oh dear. So, are, are, you, are you suggesting that we should take this to a close? I am suggesting that we should wind it up. Okay. I am indeed. So, basically, all the games that we've found as being part of the uh, non violent game of the day uh, website, uh, you can find it uh, basically by uh, jumping onto Google or um, checking the links that will appear as part of the uh, podcast notes. Amazing. Well, this has been Skill Check. I've been Zach. He's been Andy. Thank you so much for listening, watching, uh, for interacting with us if you have, and for tuning in if you did. As always, you can find us on uh, social media at YMCA Exeter, and that's for Twitter and Instagram. We also have our very own email address. If you'd like to email and get in touch with us, um, you can do that at response at ymsaxeter.org.uk. So please do get in touch with us there if you want to. And the podcast can be found on all good podcast providers. So if you'd like to check out our podcast, then please find it there. And there's many, many, many episodes going back for quite a while now. So if you've liked to listen, like this episode and think you want to 
kind of check out a few more of the other topics we've done, then please do check out our back catalogue and the listen at your own pleasure. Uh, once again, this has been Skill Check, and we have been coming at you from YMCA Exeter, or Exeter YMCA, actually, because I'll get in trouble if I don't say it the right way around. So it's YMCA Exeter. It's been a pleasure to be here this week, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs>